All right, so uh, we're living in the time of Ari in the Age of Corona, which is, you know, the sequel to the more successful Love in the Time of Cholera. But, you know, what can I say? Isn't it called cholera? You know what? Don't trip me up here. This is a very important moment. We live in a time of great crisis, and you're giving me this crap about the pronunciation of cholera. Well, that's what cholera gives you. Cholera, crap. cholera, whatever. A <laughs> hundred years of solitude also. You know, that guy. Gabriel, whatever. Okay, so I've got three questions now when it comes to... You know, I, I, I'm more interested in the questions than I am the answers sometimes, right? Like, uh, so here's one, and I know that Dennis Prager has brought it up too, but I've, I've been thinking about it too, independently. I had lunch with him last week, by the way. And we both looked at each other and said, are we the only two talk show guys? And of course, he's a lot bigger player than I am. But nevertheless, are we the only two talk show guys that think that this is nuts, that this whole thing is overplayed, it doesn't make any sense. And I said, I think we are. I mean, not that I know of anybody else, but uh, it could be possible, but I just don't know of anyone else. Uh, you know, even Mark Levin, even a whole bunch of people are talking about the effectiveness of things and what to do, but the hysteria, uh, you know, the only, only Dennis and I, as far as I know, as far as radio show hosts, are the ones saying, you know, Let's think about a cost-benefit analysis about this whole thing. Let's compare it to the flu. Let's compare it to bronchitis and such, right? So that's, that's one issue. Like, is there a cost to this that, we're, that we need to consider? And, of course, the answer is yes. It's a rhetorical question. You know, if we're going to bring down the entire economy and go into a depression for the sake of the possibility of saving, you know, uh, 100,000 lives, I mean, I don't, know if that, I, I don't know if it's worth it. I just don't. You know, because uh, <clears throat> the, the, the number of deaths that will result from an economic depression or recession even is far greater than what you would get from a, uh, you know, from a flu. You know, if we, we have what, anywhere between 30,000 and 80,000 people dying of the flu, mostly elderly, as you would expect, uh, every year. And if that's the case, and we're, we're nowhere close to that with this coronavirus, then uh, perhaps we ought to rethink this process. Uh, and we certainly didn't take any action to destroy the economy to save everyone from the flu. Now, you might say, well, wait a minute, the flu has vaccines. Okay, that's, that's, a, that's a difference without significance. Because first of all, not everyone gets the flu vaccine and people die of it anyway. And then secondly, uh, the vaccine is, is only chasing last year's flu anyway. So it's as if we don't have the vaccine for it. So it's an absurd argument. Something else is going on. And I think that the reason why we've gotten ourselves into this tizzy is because of the nature of how this virus arose. Uh, first of all, the, the panic and the bizarre response of the Chinese when it came to dealing with it. Uh, and then the fact that uh, how it came about, like, you know, was it through this bat and the pandolin a bird and everything else, or was it something more nefarious, right? It could be, all those things. But at the end of the day, I, it's still, the numbers have to speak. I talked to Dennis about this, and he, he was like flummoxed. Why, is, why aren't other people seeing what you and I are seeing, Barack? And I said to him, look, you're a man of numbers. You, you came to God. I know that you came to God through the numbers, through science. 
All right, so the next question in all this is, are there ways of dealing with this that don't involve the complete collapse and, com and collapsing of our economy? And honestly, Ari, I cannot even believe that I'm, I'm talking about this and presenting this as a question. I mean, isn't it absurd? Isn't there a better way of destroying this or dealing with this virus other than killing the economy? It's, it's a little bit like um, deciding that the best way to, to uh, cure somebody of the, of the common flu or, or cold is to just shoot them in the head. Yes, you'll, you'll stop it, you know, but <laughs> I mean, isn't that the same thing? I, I, so we, we ought to be asking that question. Is there a different way than this? And the answer to that is, I think, very simple. Yeah, of course there is. Uh, instead of forcing all of us into our homes, and, and, and the only reason for that, Ari, is so that we can flatten the so-called curve of this thing. And I don't mean to, to mean it. I understand the, the concept that you, you don't want a flood of people coming into the hospitals in the meantime. But how about this? How about building more like MASH type units throughout the country, right? To, to deal with the flood. We are effing America. We can handle this. But I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't know why that's not the, the more immediate uh, knee-jerk reaction that we should have instead of telling all of us we should all be home and, and to deal with the infrastructure as it is, right? Yeah, Come my on. MASH units, if you're referring to the old show and movie MASH, yes, mobile you're talking units. about mobile units, i.e. tent hospitals that are used like in wartime. Yes. You're not building, you're not, it doesn't become a gigantic uh, uh, boondoggle shovel-ready project or yes. something, just tents. Yes, and, and we're going into, we're, we're coming out of the winter yeah. anyway. It's not that cold for the, most places. The other thing that's so ironic is, again, having the healthy and hygienic shelter in place, hoard things, and then crowd each other into single location places like uh, grocery stores and big box stores to hoard stuff, where now you have a higher chance of picking it up because you have to go there to get the supplies yes, exactly. that are created in a false shortage because now nothing is open. Right. Rather than, why don't, since you've just declared uh, states of emergency in states and federally, can't we round up the homeless now? Yeah, exactly. Can we get them off the street first yeah. as a disease vector? Right. Even if it's not corona, they are spreading typhus, plague, <laughs> leprosy, God knows what. Move them off first. Right. Then deal with us. Right. It's, it's, but it's, they do it backwards, right? They leave backwards. them in place. In fact, a story of, I believe, the LA Times said... Despite now that they have a state of emergency declared that allows them to go against the judge's orders, mm -hmm. L.A. County officials led by Councilman Mike Bonin, the jerk who closes down traffic lanes and floods the West L.A. area, the good part of L.A. with homeless, has decided it's against the public's interest in disrupting the lives of the homeless at this point. I mean, <laughs> oh, the language was just Orwellian. We, we got to disrupt their lives. Oh, we, 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 right, disrupt we disrupt ours. Our own lives. So we, no, we destroy our lives. Destroy, right. It, it's, it's just awful, and people are getting fired. Yeah, right the lane left. diets were disruptions. This is destruction. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so, so we've already we talked about two very important questions. First of all, um, might there be a cost to all of this? 
Uh, and of course, people are going to die as a result of this if we keep this up. Right, no and I think the well, point you're making is in a state of a depression, how many would die, right? Yes. That's the question yes. of, now, now, of starvation, etc. Dennis brought this point up, I think, during our lunch, which is, a, and I think he raised it in his radio show later on, that you, when you think about World War II and all the devastation, we know that that wasn't caused by a flu. That was caused, Sorry, or, or I couldn't or, hear what you said. Shut up, Siri. You were being talked to. <laughs> yes, exactly. You see, we, 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 we lay it out raw here on the Brock Larry podcast. We just let it fly. Yeah, where's Alexa? Alexa's been retired? Yes. Never mind about Alexa. Okay. So the point is that World War II uh, and all the devastation associated with that, that didn't come from the flu. That wasn't like Hitler exploited a disease uh, that devastated a bunch of people and now he was going to be the hero to save us from the flu. No. He took advantage of the economic collapse that had nothing to do with the flu. And that's, that's a brilliant point. Economic collapses are far more devastating and far more um, uh, risk-creating to the lives of people, uh, and millions of people, not just uh, 10, 10 or 100 or 1,000 people in the entire planet. It's far more devastating and far more risky than anything a flu could give us. So be careful what you uh, see as the cure. The cure might be far more devastating than the disease itself, okay? Simple, right? Do we understand that, folks? Yes. Yeah, and I think you're talking in that case, the cure in that scenario was a form of socialism called national socialism. Yes. So wargaming this out, what if Trump, God forbid, was defeated by a politician who brought socialism to the country? Officially, yeah. in in some form. All right. And yeah, I'm talking about Biden in this case. It, yeah, I mean, God knows what would happen. So the next question, and it's a very important one. Um, if you think that the response so far has not gone too far and is not hysterical, then at what point would you say it would be too far and too hysterical? Right? Is there a line for you? My dear listener, for those of you who think that Ari and I are just not seeing the realities and we need to deal, is there a line where you say, okay, too far? Yeah, and I think you want to, you should, for our listeners, your listeners, um, paint the picture of what they're doing in Orange County. Do you remember no, that? No, no, I'll talk, I'll talk about that. I'll talk about that in a moment. Okay, okay. But, but let's let's focus. Is there a line? Just, I'm just, it's a rhetorical question, of course. There should be a line, but there doesn't seem to be a line. No matter what the governor, what the mayor of, of California or New York or Florida or anybody else, no matter what they say, it seems like, okay, everyone's saying, nobody's saying, hey, that's too far, uh, Gov. They don't say that. Yeah, they're they, even... they, just say, they just say, okay, let's go for it. So, I, I mean, literally, four weeks ago, Ari, if you and I had said, I think that this thing is going to blow up and you're going to see all schools closing, and they'll be talking about no schools forever going on for it. All NBA, all NHL, all churches, um, all restaurants. Yeah, uh, the, the possibility of martial law. Being the possibility discussed. of martial law. You would say, okay, Barack, enough. Okay, that's a little crazy. It won't get that far. It can't possibly get that far. Yes, we want to, you know, wash our hands, and and uh, maybe there'll be some uh, restrictions on, you know, gatherings of more than two hundred people or something. Oh, maybe. But I, I don't think so. There'll be public service announcements, sure. But 
No, you're crazy, Barack. To say, oh, and and by the way, no airplanes back. You know, closing the border with Canada, no less, with the the UK, with all of Europe. We're going to close all those borders. Okay, <laughs> right? You would say that's hist- that's that's hysterical. But here we are. You know, day by day, one more extreme thing happening after the other. And that, then the court system is closing. The court freaking system is closing. So no evictions. No foreclosures. Uh, they're talking about, uh, you know, for forgiveness of all mortgage payments, forgiveness of all rental payments. It, it's so obscene. It's it's hysterical. Yeah, but that's paperwork stuff. They're talking also no arrests. And no so arrests, So isn't yes. that an invitation to murder? Is it not? It's an invitation I mean, for, ma- for rampant crime. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so people will know, okay, well, look, I can't get my toilet paper at the store. Well, maybe I can get my toilet paper from... Uh, the, not not my, maybe not my neighbor, but I'll just go a couple of streets down and and just rob them, you know, because I need my fucking excuse me my friggin' toilet paper. In the, for this episode, <laughs> since we're under a state of emergency, yes, that's true. Certain language restrictions have been relaxed. <laughs> you know, that's hysterical. Okay, for so I'll, you've gone I'll, too far, because Larry. Because since I'm not allowed to do my normal level of work, I don't want to. Pluck through oh this to edit that out. So no, just you, leave you it. don't have to because I said it. Yeah, you, you said it. It's my show. You said, it's his show. <laughs> what? You have a problem with that? It's his show. So is there a point where things just have gone too far? And if you can't answer that question, I mean, I literally asked that question on Facebook. Yeah, but uh, don't wait, 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 wait. Yeah. I literally asked that question on Facebook, and the answer should be yes. Of course, there's a line. I I don't know what that line is. Okay, but. We can get to that in a moment, but the fact that, that you can't possibly say that there is no line. I mean, w- w- would you agree that there, the, a line should be that if somebody has the sniffles, uh, that we shouldn't shoot him and, and, and incinerate him? Okay? Would you agree with that? Yeah. What about death camps? Right. Round you have gulags and death camps. Isn't yeah. that enough? That's a line that we yeah. don't want to cross. Right. Okay? We, we should agree to that, but... Whatever. How about this for a line? That um, because, you know, maybe the virus hangs around in clothes, right? So therefore, we should all walk around naked or um, at the very least, you know, get ourselves naked and then put ourselves in some sort of big bubble wrap and we walk around or roll around for that matter so that uh, we're all in these plastic bubbles. Okay? I was going to say caftans and sarongs, but is, whatever. Is, is that too uh, hysterical, yeah. right? I mean, obviously the answer is yes, it is. But... Surely you'll be able to say to me, there's that line. But I think the line has been crossed a long time ago. It, it did, because the leftist, wrongest mentality wants the line to not exist because they love all form of indulgence or excess right. to do to people. This is their dream to yeah. be able to impose this stuff. And in Orange County, a short distance from here, they basically have de facto law. They now can arrest you if you're walking on the street with someone who produces an identification with an address different from your own. Yeah. That's, they're actually enforcing that or saying they're enforcing that. That's martial law. It's happening, and that's the conservative part of California where one would think this doesn't exist. And one other quick point about this, the oh, the irony. One would normally ask, um, in situations like this, where's the ACLU? Oh, right? yeah, Aren't point. they the ones that would be fire, filing all sorts of paperwork in the closed courthouse at this juncture against that kind of stuff? It's a great point. On their website, they only have an <coughs> anti-Trump, he did this to us message. Right. 
They're yes. not even involved. Yeah, that's a good point. It's a really excellent point. No, like the, the hypocrisy involved, I mean, as we talked about uh, a couple of podcasts ago, how this coronavirus madness has laid bare all of the failures of leftist thought, wrongest thought, as you'd like to call yeah. it, uh, such as the Agenda 21 concept where everyone's going to be on top of each other and everything else, and we should all be pulled out of the rural, rural areas. The whole EU concept where you, with the Schengen rules, where you can go from one country to the other without restrictions, no big deal. Suddenly, that's all out the window, right? Yeah, public <laughs> suddenly, transportation. Yeah, it, 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 Italy, Italy is completely uh, cordoned off, likewise with uh, Denmark, likewise <laughs> with Switzerland. F you, EU. They finally discovered like, borders. Yeah, right? they, suddenly like their border, borders are suddenly magical again. They're, they're in vogue again. <laughs> you know those things with borders? I like that. Yeah. Right? You, you know, we have our language. You have your language. You know, back, by the way, let's let's stick to the same, our, our original currency, because we don't want our currency touching with your currency. Yeah. Thank you very much. Who knows how it spreads? Uh, and then you've got you know, public transportation, like you just mentioned. Uh <clears throat> Suddenly, cars are the bomb. It's awesome. <laughs> like, I, you know, my, our nanny, I, we told her, please don't take the bus to get to us. Uh, we'll come pick you up, okay? That's it. That's the way it's going to be. And, uh, and then, of course, the notion of recycling and Starbucks saying that you can't bring your own, your own mug anymore. Yeah. And to, what the extent, about, to the extent that Starbucks yeah. is even open. But and ahead. restaurants requiring only takeout orders. Yeah. But they've banned styrofoam and aluminum foil containers. So there's no way of getting your food home in a condition called hot. Right. Right. I mean, just think one, one quick second about this. You order takeout from a restaurant because that's the only way you can get your food if you don't go to the hoard, your local hoarding center. You right, know, with right. your with your ration card. Right. You buy your food. You take it home on public transportation, but it takes a long time, and your food drops in temperature to the point where it gets bacteria in it, and you eat it. And now you have to go to the hospital. Well, I mean, the insanity. All right, oh. that, that, that's well, hold on. That, that, that's a, that's a minor point, by the way. Right. But but uh, going back to the food issue, like suddenly this notion of natural food, you know. Uh, perishable foods, organic no food, no preservatives. <laughs> Suddenly, that's out the window. <laughs> like, like, we need to stock up something that'll last a long time, baby. Right, give us those hydrogenated shelf-stable oils right. now that, so these rations can last five years just yes. in case. Canned foods are just great, right? <laughs> Powdered milk all of a sudden is just great. <laughs> it's hysterical. Oh, Too man. bad Bloomberg is in the race because remember how he tried to ban formula? Oh, yeah. Right? So some mother is back at home, you know, with nursing to a baby in these situations, you know, runs out of, you know, milk or has a problem and, oh, can't do the formula that's shelf-stable. People are just not thinking this through. Is there a line? That's all we ask. Is there a line? And, of course, the answer should be yes, there's a line. But what is your line? And I think we've crossed it many, many times. I, I, look... The reality is it's great to be prophylactic about things and to be ahead of the curve and want to avoid many more deaths. I get it, okay? But to use China as your fear-mongering basis or Italy as your fear-mongering basis without understanding that, you know, making this apples to apples, uh, you've got a big problem here. We are seeing that this, this thing reminds me so much of the AIDS crisis uh, back in uh, the 80s. And early 90s, but but really in the in the 80s, when they told me, I remember I was 17 years old. They told us that uh, within one year, you know, a third of your friends will have AIDS. 
okay? And it won't care if you're gay or straight or whatever. Uh, it's just going to affect everyone. It's going to decimate the planet, right? And, uh, okay, so two years roll around, and I don't know of a single friend of mine who has the AIDS virus, right? And certainly not any of the straight guys either. So, or any, or, and the women, not even, none of the women have it, okay? The only exception is one blood transfusion person I knew. Okay, that was it. And, and then five years, and they're saying the same thing. You know, everyone's going to get it. And I thought, wait a minute, wait a minute. I, one thing is, is universal throughout the planet. It's sex. People want to have sex, all right? They're not going to stop having sex. And if, that's, if, if it was so uh, prevalent and so ubiquitous and such, then you would expect a lot more people having the HIV virus. They didn't. Okay, I knew it was BS. Okay, now the same thing is happening here. When they're telling me that somehow, oh, it's going to be, it's going to, it's going to be an explosion. Somebody said, like, it's a bomb, you know, in Italy. Okay, well, we can talk about the difference between Italy and, and us. Yeah, that was me, by the way, telling you that. Well, well, no, you no, but, but no, I, I heard the video. That the, you didn't say it. The video said it. You, oh, just, okay. you just referred it to me. Yeah. And, uh, and it just, it's just BS because there are so many reasons why we're different. And you would expect that by now we would have this explosion of new cases. We don't. And it's not exponential. It's arithmetic. arithmetic. It's arithmetic growth. That's it. Not even geometric. It's just arithmetic. You know, going from 100 to 200 in two weeks does not, is not ex- exponential, my friends. Yeah, Brock means 100 plus 100 rather than 100 times 100. Exactly, yeah. It's not, it's not exponential. Yeah, and so. just uh, <clears throat> as a point of clarity, I sent you that video under the idea of there's going to be hysteria coming and you need to be prepared to stock up in preparation for all the people who are going to be hysterically stocking up in the coming days. Yeah. That turned out to be true. Right, you know <laughs> exactly right. So the the only thing that you need to do now is to stock up because of the hysteria, which is there's a hysteria resulting from the hysteria. Yeah, it it, it it no one stopped to ask that question, right? I mean, you know, I love Trump. You know, I love Trump and such. And, and one of the great things about him is that he does have a great soothing voice. He's creating, he's projecting a uh, an image of calm uh, in a in a world of madness. It really is. I would like him to be uh, a little bit more dealing with the hysteria factor to say, folks, it's going to be all right. We're going to have a supply chain. We're going to make sure everything is just fine. You'll be able to stock up. Don't worry about this whatsoever, okay? We will allow you to go to the grocery stores. You will not be stuck in your home, all right? Everything's going to be fine. You're going to have toilet paper. You're going to have toothpaste. Everything that you need, you're going to have it, okay? There's no reason to panic about that. He needs to say that a little bit more. But that's another story altogether. Yeah, well, I don't think he has to say it now that they found the cure, but we'll get yeah, to okay. that. Yeah, okay. So we'll get to that soon enough. Now, um, at one point, and Ari, you and I alluded to this before this podcast, we're going to look back on this and say, wow, that sure was effed up what we did, uh, the madness that took over this country. And, and I, I want to be one of those voices that didn't fall for this crap. This was garbage, I, and I'm, I'm angry, Ari, really angry about this wow. because uh, people who are smart, people who, that I know that they are let themselves go into this, this black hole of emotion with, without any logic whatsoever, 
without thinking that the three questions I just posed, right? Uh, could there be more devastation by the, the recession than anything that this, that this uh, disease might give us? Could, could there be um, uh, other answers to other solutions to this? And then finally, is there a point of, that you would say this is hysterical? And if you, if people are not asking these questions. Yeah, and, and you're right on those, but I think there's another issue here, and I think this is fantastic, is I, I love the fact that this hysteria has forced people to re-examine all of their positions on the list of things we've been talking about yes. the last two yes, weeks. Yes, that's right. And more importantly, how we deal with that enemy nation over there across the Pacific. Called China. The best thing of all of this is those reports Tucker Carlson did the last few days about how they control our supply chain of medications and, yeah. and the the uh, the uh, raw material for manufacturing drugs and how and I love that our government is taking action now to reestablish those things being manufactured here and it really shows you that the laissez-faire capitalism I've generally believed in like we talked about a minute ago, has limits like anything else. And that when it comes to national security purposes, you can't let that stuff all be manufactured in no, China. No, no, no. I, I, you're wrong about that. No, no. I have to correct you on that. Um, it, but weapons? It, no, no, no. Hang, hang on. No, these are the same people. These are the same people who say the same thing about, uh, about medicine and, and uh, the, our medical facilities. They say, well, look, you know, the, the medical world is so effed up and we need to control it and ca competition and capitalism doesn't work, right? But you and I know that the real reason why there were any um, inefficiencies in the medical system is because it wasn't capitalist enough, that the insurance industry and the regulations imposed upon the medical field were so onerous that they caused the prices to spike up. Yeah, and it forced them to take that ban exactly. offshore, of course. Yeah, so, so that's what's happening now with uh, the prescriptions and, for that matter, other manufacturing. We had so many regulations for manufacturing uh, to occur here in America that, that um, developers and manufacturers, for that matter, saw it, you know, it's just easier to go abroad. And we'll, we'll be able to do uh, you know, things in China and India uh, that we couldn't possibly do here in America. So, surprise, surprise, all those jobs moved overseas, as the, the famous phrase goes. If we uh, decide to be a little bit more business friendly uh, in the manufacturing side, and for that matter, the pharmaceutical side, guess what? We'll have them over here anyway. Right. Now that's happening. Yeah. That's my point. It's now yeah. bringing it back yeah. where... What I do love, and going back to your main point here, is that uh, we are going to expose China as the enemy that it really is. What they did... Here and they, they deserve all the fucking blame. They really do. It's his show. He it's can my say show. that. Yes. No. I'm so pissed off. And it's not the Chinese people. It's not about no, racism. It's the government. It's, it's the fucking party. government. That that's what they did. I'm so sorry about swearing, folks. I, I, oh come on. Whoa, whoa. There, there's, there's, a, there's a time and this a place. This is the time. And this, this is, is the, the time. time. This is the time. Hold yeah. on. Hold on. The hysteria. It, it, you have created. You China have created the, the circumstances leading to a hysteria in my nation where people are being laid off, people's lives are being ruined. And you know what? I get to say the word fuck because of that. This is the time, all right? I'm really pissed off. And, and I do lay the blame squarely at the feet of the Chinese government for doing what they did. Now, this, this dovetails very nicely into what I, what I want to talk about. Uh, it's very related. The 
world of the of the God of those with God and those without God. Okay, different governments tend to focus on a godless approach to to governments uh, governance and uh, America still, hopefully, and Israel and a couple of other uh, governments tend to have God as a central uh, command station uh, for for their for their governments. Okay, I, I don't know if I said that very eloquently, but you get the idea. And China is a an atheist country. It is, uh, it has been devastating those people of faith, especially Christians. Uh, even Muslims, they, they're putting them into concentration camps. It's, it's horrific what they're doing. This is a country, an atheist country, that will stop at nothing to advance its ends. Okay? It, the way it brutalized its own people regarding this virus, and this is, this is the same people that did forced abortions on their people to, uh, to, to limit their population. This is the same government that silences people the minute you have the, the slightest um, misstep regarding the government policies, right? And look what they did to Wuhan. You, you saw the videos. They, they were smuggled out, of course, and eventually put on YouTube and otherwise. But they were smuggled out. And, and what they did to these people, just grabbing them out of their apartments and shoving them into these white boxes and, and putting them God knows where and killing them God knows you know, how often. It's, it's just, I mean, it's breathtaking. And now we have to deal with this here, right here in America. And it's terrifying. And the, part of the reason why it's terrifying is because we saw what the Chinese did to their own people. And we know that they've been lying to their own people. So we assume, and somewhat understandably, that, gosh, you know, we better do something very drastic over here as well. Because if the Chinese are doing it so drastically, well, then there must be something to this and we better act in a crazy fashion. So, I, I, yeah, I lay it at your fucking feet, uh, China, China government, of course. Uh, and all this, uh, everything's got to shake out. Something's got to happen with this. Uh, there's got to be a, a price to pay. Oh, that government has to be overthrown. It has to be destroyed. Uh, from your lips to God's ears, okay? Uh, Hong Kong, we got to support them fully. Uh, in every way we can at this point. Yeah, and you realize the irony. I can't get away from this big picture. That when the NBA, who whose players are basically the pinnacle of cultural relevance, it, because it, Breitbart once said, politics is downstream from culture, but culture is downstream from sports. Sports is the ultimate culture. The ultimate cultural event every year is the Super Bowl. But the relations people have with the NBA stars as far as role model kind of relations and cultural spokespeople and ad campaigners and all that stuff is they're at the top. Athletes like LeBron James are at the top. And for them to give political cover to the Chinese Communist government just three or four months ago when the Hong Kong situation affected the NBA and all those muddled statements of, you know, remember, these are athletes we talked about in this podcast who would say anything about anything is uh, proclaiming their expertise on Ferguson, police brutality, uh, government oppression of blacks in America and how terrible America is, suddenly zip their lips and wouldn't say anything about the, how bad the Chinese government was yeah. vis-a-vis Hong Kong. But this is important, I think, as far as the pattern here. What was the first sports league to shut down and be affected directly by the virus? The NBA. Yeah. Beautiful. Right. 
beautiful. Okay. Uh, so, but so anyway, I, I, the point I get is, it. I get it. Those get were it. the people who had the chance to damage that government, and those are the people who need to suffer the consequences of protecting the Chinese government. Well, okay, whatever. But the Chinese government needs to pay, and it needs to be a, a big honking response. Look. Going back to the atheist aspect of the Chinese government uh, and, and how cruel they are, you need to understand, folks, there is a correlation between an atheist government and its, and its cruelty. It is never, there's never been an atheist government, never, that has been kind and compassionate where you can look back, look at them and you, as, as a role model and say, wow. You know, they really got it going what those Nazis did. No, no, no. You, they got it going what the, what the Russian Bolsheviks did with Stalin and uh, Lenin and so on. No, no, no. And Pol Pot and, and all the bad boys. Okay, it's just, it's just not possible to find it. And China is yet another example of this. Look, um, we talked before about a line too far. China has no line. There you go. There it is. Okay, there's no point that China looks at and says, okay, well, that's a line too far. They will gladly imprison anybody who has this disease or had this disease or even kill them if they need to be. We don't, we don't know. We don't know they what happened. They killed their own doctors who could have stopped this thing in its tracks. Yes, exactly right. We, how... we know that they have concentration camps of Muslims. People that can, can put you away just for being a Muslim, okay, uh, are people that can do anything. Yeah. Okay, so that, that, that's the savageness of, of what's happening in China, and China needs to pay. I'm very, very upset about this. Now, uh, a related thing, and we talked about it, alluded to this before, and then we'll, I think I'll look, wrap it up with this. Uh, it appears that there may be a cure for this uh, disease, the coronavirus, uh, coming out uh, with test trials from France and otherwise. Let's uh, pray that that will be the case and that this whole madness will stop very quickly. Who knows? But as we sit here today, just last night, there was announcements that the cure has been found. It's related to the same cure for malaria and such. We don't need to drill down on it. If it, if it, were the, if it is the case that this is the cure, okay, I want to be able to say, I told you fucking so, okay? Because, of course, there's going to be a cure. If it's not today, it'll be next week. If it's not next week, it'll be three weeks from now, okay? But, of course, there's going to be a vaccine, or a cure, one way or the other, something's going to happen. And I'm glad that it appears to be that they found that thing. And we get to look back, Ari, and, and start looking at all the, the predictions that they made. 70 million, who said 70 million are going to die? Something like that. And uh, we'll be able to, to look at the hysterics as they went through. And they will be MSNBC, CNN, and, and many others. Okay, even a few people on Fox News, for that matter. But this notion that somehow the only way to respond to it was by shuttering ourselves in our homes and just looking at each other all day long and shutting down businesses and destroying our economy, that that was the answer. That was the answer to you. When the, the answer should have been all along, racing to find a cure and racing to build infrastructure so that we can deal with, yes, the onslaught of more people uh, having this or that disease. Fine, okay? That's the answer in the future. Now take note of that because this is yet another hysteria that will fall right in line with all the other hysterias of the past. There has never been a hysteria that has been right. Never! Not one. Okay? And with that, my friends, I bid you adieu. 
This is Brock Lurie. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk with you next week.